Anthony on Air podcast. Are we done with concerts for the foreseeable future? This crazy article in the New York Times has everybody going crazy. Will we not get a concert until fall, fall of 2021? Anthony on Air podcast, special guest co-host Frankie C in the house. How are you, my man? Doing all right. Bad news about concerts, though. What is that crap? I mean, you know, it's funny. We were talking during the live show on Saturday. By the way, thanks to everybody who participated. It was so much fun in the comments and everything. But we'll we'll recap in a bit. Um, we were talking about the moment that you fell in love with Metallica, and then we were like re- recapping some of the shows that we've been to together. And then this article hits on Sunday, and I wasn't gonna. It wasn't going to be the big thing, but now it's become the big thing because we live in a society where one person says something somewhere, it becomes a headline, and then it's a mushroom cloud explosion all over the place that like people are texting me, like, did you hear there's not going to be any concerts? And it's like, no, that's not true. It's just one man's opinion. But we'll die. So that's, what, that's all this is. That's all this is. So as it turns out, this guy, Zeke Emanuel, who is the director of the Healthcare Transformation Institute at the University of Pennsylvania. Sounds legit. Says, <laughs> no, right? The longer the time. Well, I can't come up with a better one. <laughs> the longer the time. We should be podcast transformation direct, transformative directors from the University of Suffolk County. That's what we should be. Um. That was an awful joke. I'm so glad you didn't. I'm so glad that. Did you not hear that? Because I'm not going to repeat it. I heard, the, it I heard the first part of it. No, it was terrible. I'm gl- I'm, I could tell it was, it was going to just cause just, the internet to crash. So the joke was I'm glad so it bad. Did. I crashed it the broke internet. broke the internet. <laughs> and I hate that phrase, but you almost literally broke the internet. <laughs> All right. So now, listen is the director of healthcare transformation institute at the university of pennsylvania does he have a little credence to him probably right like i'd I'd rather listen to somebody who is at least employed by the university of pennsylvania than some schmo who's writing blogs out of his mom's basement all right true but um it's still one person's opinion and i just think we should be a little cautious with this when again one person says something it becomes a headline nobody reads the article headline sweeps across social media and now everybody's freaking out and panicking that we're not going to have concerts anymore i mean this can't just the it can't just apply to concerts i mean you're talking sports right it's all you know anywhere where people a lot of people gather it's not just concerts it's sports it's uh, like broadway shows it's movie theaters I mean, that's what they're talking about when he says concerts. It's anywhere that there are thousands of people. So Zeke Emanuel was part of an expert panel assembled by the New York Times on life after COVID-19. The problem, according to Emanuel, is you can't just flip a switch and open the whole society up. It's just not going to work. It's too much. The virus will definitely flare back to worst levels. So, again... And this is why I, I really, really kind of hate media in this day and age, because this was probably an hour and a half conversation 
And what happens? They go in and they well, get that little piece right there and make it the headline. And then, like I said, explosion, you know, and I just think, again, it's one person's opinion. It's probably one part of one person's opinion. And now there's just article after article after article on how this is all going to happen. So here's exactly here's a, an extrapolation of what he says. He says that the economy has to restart in stages and that crowded events will be the last part of our old lives to return. Here's his quote. It does have to start with more physical distancing at work at a work site that allows people who are at lower risk to come back. Certain kinds of construction or manufacturing or offices in which you can maintain six foot distances are more reasonable to start sooner. Larger gatherings, conferences, concerts, sporting events, to your point, Frankie C., when people say that they're going to reschedule this conference or graduation event for October 2020, I have no idea how they think that's a plausible possibility. I think those things will be the last to return. Realistically, we're talking fall 2021 at the earliest. And the reason why he points to fall 2021 is because that's the estimated estimated time where we'll have a vaccine for COVID-19. So he's basically saying we're not going to get back to normal life, be like, i.e. going to concerts, sporting events, so on and so forth until we have a uh, um, a vaccine. What do you think about it, that? It kind of makes sense a little bit. I mean, if we don't have something to stop this and we just go back to normal life once the numbers die down, then the numbers are just going to shoot back up again. Yeah, no? which I actually, no, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that my personal opinion is we see what's going on in the world. You know, by the way, in Florida, I, I just, I don't know what happened to Florida. It's just like they're a different planet down there at this point. They don't know what's, it's, it's, a, it's everything. Insane. Whenever you read something weird happened, chances are it's in Florida. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird. Um, but, the truth of the matter is, is like we, we, you know, and I was talking about this the other day, Major League Baseball is talking about this plan of like a domed city where basically they would take, you know, locations in, in Arizona and they would quarantine their teams over there and the teams would be playing games, seven inning games. They wouldn't interact with anybody else. They were going to take all these measures basically to quarantine off Major League Baseball amongst themselves, make sure that nobody is sick. Kind of you create a little domed city, a little society there and you know, there's no chance of getting the virus or very, very little chance of getting the virus. So once everybody's healthy, you have nothing really to worry about. Okay. It makes like sense. The Simpsons. Like the Simpsons. It makes sense in Arizona because Arizona is one of those places where they're just not as affected by this as say we are here in New York. So I, while I think this guy makes really good points, I think you're going to have concerts and shows and things in Arizona, in New Mexico, in these places where, the numbers are super, super low. In New York, I think it's a bit of a different story because you do have to really kind of... problem with that... Go ahead. I think the problem with that is, I mean, you have a concert in Arizona. You're saying that only people who live in that area can go to it? Well, that's the thing. I, my my part B of this would be you got to really seriously restrict travel because that's how this thing 
this virus spreads through cruise ships, airplanes, trains. Like, there's no way it goes from Europe to the United States unless it comes here on an airplane or on a cruise ship. You know what I mean? And I think they've basically traced it back to the fact of it started in China, went to Europe, and then came from Europe to the States. So I think that although we want the world to return back to normal, I think you have to cut off travel first and then you can, you know, because I mean, what basically your point was going to be, I'm assuming that everybody in Arizona is going to go to the Arizona concert that not somebody in Colorado is going to fly up and bring the disease there. And you're a hundred percent right. So I think you got to cut down the travel in order to, cause that's, that's the biggest enemy. Nobody wants to talk about grounding airlines in the United States of America, but I mean, look at what else we're talking about here. Sports, uh, concerts, Disney World. Like, I mean, how, you know, yeah. it, it's like you're, you're movie just- Movie theaters. Movie theaters, exactly. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's gonna be any, everything. I mean, a lot of this stuff, I feel like concerts can, and movies, there's solutions to that stuff. For example, it's it might be a weird example, but in Fortnite, about a year ago, <laughs> go with me here on this. I'm gonna. Seriously. I have no, no choice. This is a serious point. I have no choice. Go ahead. <laughs> in Fortnite, you know the the artist Marshmallow. Yeah. The yeah. The the yes. The guy with the the DJ with the yeah. The, the big mask. The Lego head. Right. In Fortnite, like a year ago, he held a virtual concert. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there was a place in Fortnite, one of the locations that you play in, where they set up a stage. You know, it was all like in the, in the game. You set up a stage and you drop in like you would normally into the game as your, as your person, mm. as your character, and you just watch the concert as the, per as the character. Yeah. You know, so they, you, you put on like a, I don't know, it was like 15-minute, 20-minute concert, and it was him you know talking to the crowd and everybody would drop into their own game and watch this concert so i feel like there are ways like movies movies are now being released on on uh netflix and on demand and all this stuff yeah that uh they could figure that out the businesses might suffer but for the customer there are solutions you know doing it virtually yeah i mean like that. and that's what everybody's doing right now but we're talking about trying to get back to a sense of normalcy you know it's funny well, unfortunately yeah i know it's unfortunate i i was reading the other night there was a uh, a survey that was done i could be wrong on the number but basically uh, you know it was about 75 percent of people were like i'm not going anywhere until there is a vaccine you know they they asked they pulled 75 percent of like sports fans and they were like will you go to a sporting event and basically three fourths of the people were like, no, not until there's a vaccine. So, you know, there is that other side of this where it's like you not only have society, quote unquote, reopening, but then you also have people's willingness to participate, which is another matter yeah. altogether. I mean, because in order to reopen, what is the, the criteria for that? I mean, are we waiting to reach a certain low number of infected people because that doesn't matter if it's a dozen 
the chances, you know, well, maybe it's not does, but if it's like a couple of hundred, the chances of it spreading again, if we yeah. start going back to normal. Yes. You know, I, I mean, I agree. Just, I agree. No, there's got to be a certain criteria and we're, we can't feasibly keep it to that. What I think, you know what, what I, mean? I agree. And what I think is going to happen is, is as we quote unquote reopen, um, I think it's going to happen in phases. And I think what you're going to see are a restriction on people over a certain age to travel and to move around. Like, I think that for seniors, this yeah. is probably going to stick around for a little while longer than say for people in their thirties. Um, now right. that's not to say that people in their thirties won't die, won't die. But the weird thing is, 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 and, and this is so true though. Like, when you're facing numbers of 100 to 240,000 people dying, you shut everything down. When you're facing numbers of 500 people dying, you keep going. And that's just the way the world is. Like, I wish it wasn't that way, but that's the way the world is. But the thing is, it's not just older people. There are people in their 30s, 40s, 50s that are, that are getting... I agree. I agree. But it's anybody gonna... who has an illness, really. Anybody who has yeah. some underlying issue can be negatively affected by this thing, no matter what, how old they are. But what you're going to have, but what you're, the argument that you're going to get is, is, oh, people die with the, the flu and people die if we get a hit and get hit with a car. And that's, yeah, that's, but we have, that's your we have a vaccine for the flu. We have treatment for the flu. I you know. know. And we have, you know, it's impractical. I know, but... But to shut keep, down all cars. It is, but it's also impractical to keep things the way the way they are for a long time. Or my theory is, you know how in all right, go with me on this one again. You know how in evolution are we back in Marshmallow with Fortnite or where? No, we're going to X Men now. Okay. <laughs> you know the movie X Men. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, the original X Men, Patrick Stewart, the first one, he mm -hmm. gives you know it's the opening. Um, uh, what's it called? The speech that he just gives in the beginning. And he says, every now and then, evolution takes a leap forward. And that's how he explains why there are mutants. I think society and technology and all this, this whole thing is going to cause a technological leap forward. I think that this is going to cause businesses and people to like this is going to cause a necessity for technology to leap forward. You know what I mean? I agree. I don't mean people. Leap, I don't mean like mutants. I mean technology. I mean no, but we should get some mutants though, don't you think? We should have a couple of mutants. Would be the mutants best. would be great. It'd be fantastic. I could use a mutant. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but honestly, I'm telling you, this. I mean, there is so much bad coming out of this. But if there's any kind of good, it would be that we're maybe looking for futuristic ways to interact. Speaking of futuristic ways to interact, the uh -oh. Get Key Smart. Here's a product that has I can't with this thing. Has This is you talk about somebody who's a germaphobe. This, this is dumb. <laughs> this <laughs> dumb. I'm ordering five today, right after the podcast. Just, here, watch. Ready? I got the same thing right here. It's <laughs> my shirt. No, you can't just stick your finger thing. in your shirt. It doesn't work that way. Why not? Why I don't use my shirt because you you can you still you you just can't you just can't because <laughs> I have to pay twenty dollars for this thing. Yes, that I'm just gonna touch anyway. It's gonna go in my pocket. 
I'm going to have the germs that are on it anyway. This thing, <laughs> Frank, is like, I feel like total recall. I feel like somebody climbed into my brain. Thought oh, of, that's why it's stupid. I got uh, it. <laughs> thought of all my worst fears. I'm caught up already. I was like, let's put it all into one product so that idiots like this guy will buy it. Now, look, here, here it is in action. Look, you could open a door. <laughs> you could open a door. What about a turn knob? You can't pull that open. You're screwed. You can't go into places with turning knobs. But there's no places with turning knobs in public. They're all pull. Look, it's look. It's, it's a stylus with a hook. That's all it is. It's a life stylus with a hook. <laughs> uh, life stylus. They missed that. Wait, can you scroll a little? See how much that thing costs? Is it it's twenty twenty four ninety nine? Twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. For a piece of is it brass? I think it is. I think it's brass. brass. Yeah. Yeah. Because it supposedly <laughs> rejects germs and, and stuff like that. By the way, Lifestylus is such a better name than Clean Key, don't you think? Yes, because it's Lifestylus is perfect. I bet it tells you, this you what it's doing. I bet you this isn't patented. Stylus. We could probably create our, a Lifestylus. Okay, here, wait. Here it is. This is my Lifestylus. It's gonna, <laughs> I'm going to use this. Just... No, you can't walk around with a can opener. <laughs> Why not? I could walk around with a key, uh, that giant key thing. I could attach this to my key. You can't and be fine. listen. Look, and this. Could you open up? Can you push an elevator button with a can opener? Yeah. Look. Oh yeah, you could. That's a pointy thing. Good point. Plus, this opens cans. <laughs> Does like your key thing the clean open? Key cans? open up a can. Look, I, I could use this as chopsticks. I could use it as like a chopstick. Castanets. Yeah, but look, it looks like a key. Wait, here's my favorite part. As yeah, if this looks like a can opener though. As if Frank, look at this. As if the clean key wasn't nerdy enough. They've come up with a little like dog leash thing so that you don't you never lose your clean key. It's attached oh, to I your hate to, belt buckle. I hate to burst your bubble there, clean key people, but someone invented that like forty years ago. Really? That that retractable belt thing? Oh, I know that's Absolutely. it, but that's but but they actually sell one now so that you can never lose your clean well, they key. They sell it. They didn't come up with it. Uh, one clean key. Oh, this is what I love. One clean key, and they throw in the free retractable carabiner. Is that how you say that? Car carabiner. Sure. Now this I will sell to you for nineteen ninety nine. How's that? <laughs> Listen to this. One clean key and the retractable carabiner for free twenty four ninety nine. But if you want five clean keys and five retractable thingies, it's only fifty dollars. Is that all? Yeah. Now this doesn't Someone, make sense. This is a scam. This what doesn't make scam. sense because underneath <laughs> that you can get three clean keys and three free retractable things for the same price that you can get one. That makes no sense whatsoever. What the hell is that about? They're just there. It doesn't because I'll tell you why. They're not marketing to normal people, perhaps like yourself. They're marketing to irrational idiots that are like oh my god this will be so Please much tell me you bought this i didn't buy it yet but i'm going to be buying it and i'm gonna tell you this Dude. right now when i buy my five bucks. you're not going to be the person who gets one of them okay you're not going to be on 20 bucks right here, look. But, but i'll tell you what you're not thinking about <laughs> i'll tell you what you're not thinking about when it comes to the clean key when you're and this is where it's super important when you're at a store and you got to touch a screen mm -hmm. like the credit card machine or whatever Clean key can I do guarantee. that. Guarantee. Let me see. Because it's brass. See, it doesn't work because do this is rubber. It doesn't work it. on my screen. I could just put a little stylus. Yeah, wait. 
Why don't you tape I'm sure clean... I have a stylus around here somewhere. <laughs> tape Just a carry clean... that around. Tape a clean key to the end of the on the end of your uh, thing there. I don't need a twenty five dollar clean key. <laughs> Thank you though. I'm gonna buy the five and then sell four for twenty five dollars each and pay. I could I could pay this off myself. And does brass really deflect germs? I feel like there's a piece of brass out there with germs all over it. Well, no, it, it's not that it deflects. Well, I don't know if it deflects germs, but it eases. Germ I mean, I guess anxiety. it's easier to clean. Yeah, it's the point of you're not touching these things. The key is. Yeah, but then you touch the key. You put it in your pocket. It's on your keychain. It's on your hip. I know there should be some sort of a, uh, some sort of a sleeve to put the key in. A skeeve sleeve. Skeeve. See, <laughs> marketing team. This is marketing genius right here. Slide your clean key right in the skeeve sleeve, and then you don't have to worry about the germs getting everywhere. You love skeeve sleeve. Look at you. That's hang on. Perfect. Wait, what? This opens cans. No, stop it. All right. Avoid touching oh, okay. public touch screens. Ergonomic design makes it easy to open doors, press buttons, and pull levers. Anti -micro ergonomic design. It's, it's, a it's ergonomic. stick. <laughs> it's shaped like a key. Antimicrobial. That's not ergonomic. It is ergonomic. Antimicrobial. Ergonomic means it's shaped for a person. Like a, like yeah, it is. It's shaped to your body's. Uh, makeup. There's like a loopy part. It's ergonomic. Stop arguing with the ergonomic. There's a hole in it. Got Stop it. It. Got arguing it. with the ergonomicity of the product. Yeah. <laughs> the ergonomicity. Ergonomitude. <laughs> <laughs> Antimicrobial 260 brass alloy kills germs in up to four hours. So I'm guessing that uh, germs only... kill germs? I don't know. It's brass. I'm not sure. Unless they, co they coat it in something? Yeah, maybe maybe germs just only last four hours on there as opposed to everything else, which lasts like for days. I feel like if it's on you and you got it for four hours, if it's four hours or 14, you're going to get it. Look at this. Look at this. Back order due to extremely high demand. Reserve yours now for April 29th. See? Would they make five of these things? See? They call it a stylus. <laughs> it Reserve your, Reserve your stylus now. now. Yeah, it is. It, this is just, I'm telling you, their target market is people that are freaking out. They're going to, they're going to. $25. They're going, whoever came up with this is going to be a millionaire in a short amount of time too. And See, that's the thing. I come up with stuff, but then you got to like make a gajillion of them. How do, what's the next step? You think this person went on like channel two during Price is Right? And got that commercial that tells you if you're an inventor, yeah. call this number. That's what he did. With That's the guy, what he did, right? He had with the to... with the guy and the hammer and the and the wheel, yeah. the first wheel. Yep. Exactly. Totally. Totally did it. That's the only way. How how the hell else do you get something on the on the old Walmart floor or whatever the hell? Look at this. We could email Andrew at mykeysmart.com to Ooh, can we have him on for an interview? Arrange an interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Andrew on the next podcast to see. Don't show him this episode, though. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is going to sell like gangbusters. It is. It is. Hey, maybe I'm I'm, I'm wrong. I could be wrong because mm. uh, this people seem to see something in this. Maybe the antimicrobial is that. That's probably the big seller because if it was just a piece of plastic, then no one would. I don't think anybody would buy it. I mean, it's that, but it's also even if it was just a piece of plastic, you're talking about a tool 
that you can use to not touch things that that transfer viruses and bacteria and germs that is of course that's going to be the hottest seller right now i mean this is no, no two i ways. agree i agree the only problem i see is then you touch the tool it's not like you're taking that you're touching something and then throwing yeah, it away. No, I get it, but your your argument is is eliminating things by a thousand percent. That's not what this does. This it, I don't have to open the door now. I might touch the tool, maybe, but I definitely didn't have to touch the door, and I didn't have to touch the credit card machine. This is like five steps at the gas station alone. That you know what I mean. That is the most skeeviest of skeev places. So you're just talking about cutting That's down true. the odds. You know what? Put me down for one. You see, <laughs> you're buying five of them. Throw me one. I'll, no, yours is going to be you twenty bucks. Yours is going to be twenty bucks if you want one now. Uh, do they come in different colors? Uh, no, brass only. Brass. Oh, see, that's brass. Is, you lost me again. Brass is kind of its own color, though, isn't it? That's true. But you can customize the skeeve sleeve if you want. We'll get you. We'll get you one with your name. Ooh, on I'm it. telling you, we should partner up with this guy. I notice how I threw my myself in that. We. I didn't come up with Steve Schlieve at all, but you you did, and I'm in, I was there next to you, virtually. Witness, witness. Uh, <laughs> um, this might be the best uh, grandma in the entire planet. She uh, has gone viral for this photograph right here. What does that say? I need more beer. I need more all beer. Right. Ninety-three year old, please for beer. Yeah. A 93-year-old woman made a hilarious plea from the window of her Pennsylvania home begging for an essential supply of beer during the coronavirus lockdown. Uh, Olive Veronese was snapped holding up a Coors Light can and a whiteboard saying, I need more beer. Uh, the photo, which has gone viral on Facebook, racked up more than 10,000 likes. Veronese said the image has even resulted in some generous offers to get her more beer. It's not... It's nice, something for a young lady, she said, according to a report. That, that is beautiful. That's a beautiful story. See, more stuff like that. Yeah. More nice things. That's great. I'm going to send her a clean key. That's, that's, that's going to be my little thing. That's nice of you. I thought so. I thought it would be good. With the, with the free holster retractable thingy, carabiner? Yeah, with skeeves, the skeeve sleeve and the carab carabiner. I feel like we're saying that wrong. Carabiner? Carabiner is right. Carabiner queen. Not wishing. <sighs> All right. Um, did you see Andrea Bocelli uh, yesterday, Easter? And I did not. I heard of it, but I did not see it. So, I heard it was beautiful. So good. It was so good. The man could sing. He, he, like, it, he could sing. It was lovely. Like, we're all stuck at home. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I wish I was a better person, but I'm not going to watch mass. That's not happening. Uh, especially I have two kids. They're not going to sit through that. Um, you know, so that wasn't it. You know, so there was nothing really overly like, you know, Eastery that I could participate in, you know, uh -huh. but the that was kind of nice. He did it in a church and everything. Although I will say this, dude, I was watching it. It was nice. We were sitting kind of just like, picking on some appetizers and the kids were eating their lunch and you know we were sitting at the table and so we had it on tv so the kids were kind of at bay and they were behaving themselves while my wife and i were watching it and he sings he does like a half hour the entire thing is inside the church 
for the last song, he goes outside the church, just like right out in front, and it's this beautiful cathedral in Italy. I don't forget where, I think in Milan somewhere. It's gorgeous. And typical to any, you know, Italian cathedral, like there's just this amazing, you know, court. Like, you know, outside the Italian cathedrals, there's just like a court. You got like, it's just like, yeah, a, like a square. So they'll let, yeah, like a square. Like, so the last song he goes out and they got, they got him mic'd up out there to sing in this square. And he's just echoing off of this square and he decides to sing Amazing Grace. And they pull out from him singing and then they start going to drone shots of Italy and then France and then Times Square, New York City. And they're just showing all the streets that are empty as Bocelli is blasting Amazing Grace in the middle of this Jeez. empty square in Italy. Bro, I'm getting chills just talking about it. I literally got choked up and um, Michael came over to me. My son came over to me and kind of like got up on my lap and I grabbed him because it was it was really like this emotional moment. And when I looked over, Dee was doing the exact same thing with Cecilia. Like she had kind of grabbed Cecilia and it I was gotta like say, that should be like god forbid if this hap if the world came to an end that should be the last thing we all play on tv every channel <laughs> that, was, that was that was the <laughs> band playing on the titanic that was yeah. that moment right there it that was, is beautiful i have to watch that's probably on youtube or something right i could probably yeah up you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna link that part i'm gonna link the whole show but i'm gonna i'm gonna specifically find the end and link that part for everybody so they don't have to go searching yeah. for it it'll be in the descriptions um, it was just, oh, I mean, that is awesome. I have to watch that. Now I have a quick question for you. Yeah. When last we met, you were given an assignment as was I. Yeah. To watch one of three movies. Yes. Did you watch one of those three movies? I did not. <sighs> did you? I did. Wow. I knew it the second you brought it up because you wouldn't have brought it up if you didn't do <laughs> no, it. No, I would not have. And I knew you weren't bringing it up. I knew you didn't do it because you weren't bringing it up. Well, I do um, have I do have an explanation as to why. And by the way, kudos to us for not doing... I did see Tiger King. We're not talking about that. Thank goodness. It's a Tiger King-free no. episode. Um, I did look for Princess Bride. Not a, It's not available. Oh, it's got to be somewhere. It's not. It was I'm, nowhere. Right, I'm not, not gonna lie to you. It was like fourteen ninety nine somewhere. I was like, I'm not oh, downloading an app. It's not on Netflix or anything. It's that's, not. That's ridiculous. It's not. Um, I could. Well, you should buy it because it's worth it. I could have done Star Wars too, but I've I've seen Episode Four, so I don't even know why you included that one in there. But I, you don't. You know nothing about it. It's like you've never seen it. No, I didn't know who R two D two or C three PO were. But I couldn't remember who they were. I couldn't remember the, the difference of who was who, but I've seen it. Give me one scene from that movie. In the canteen. <laughs> I know the basic cantina. plot. In the cantina. I know the basic plot. They go to get Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford's there, and he's got the fastest, the, the Millennium Falcon's the fastest thing, and... All right. And that whole anyway. thing. I, and I, okay. I, I and what about Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs, nowhere to be found. Really? Yeah. I had easy ones. I had, uh, I saw, um, what's it called? Rocket Man. 
Oh, you saw Rocket Man. I did. It was, you know, I understood what they were doing. Get it. Direction was beautiful. They did a great job with that, but didn't grab me like I thought it was going to grab me. Cause really? It didn't really tell me anything new. It just, he was gay and he did drugs. I feel like that's every rock star's. It's <laughs> not every rock star. Nothing. No, but I mean, didn't you? I found okay. There's gonna be a lot of spoilers here. I found a new respect for him on how, for a talented person. Okay, somebody that I've always been a fan of, right? Right. For everybody in his life, personally, to completely neglect him and treat him like a piece of shit, except for his grandmother. Right, but his mother and his father completely right. neglected him. Um, Bernie didn't neglect him, but had no and like you know he he. There's that no, one. He was scene. his best friend. They're best friends to to, to right. this day. But there was that one scene where he tries to kiss Bernie, and the sadness in that scene was for the like he he he's so emotionally abused that he can't delineate the difference between somebody actually just being nice to him out of friendship yeah. versus somebody that he's interested in sexually. Like he's so, he doesn't even have the, Oh yeah. He's all in different directions about love. and everything. Yeah. I mean, but I feel like because, it, because it was a, a, a musical, like I didn't expect. I thought like it was like I was watching, in, in, especially in the beginning. But like I was watching a, a high school play. Like, with the kids singing and then everybody breaking into dance. I was like, all right, this feels like I'm watching a play. Yeah, it's oddly in the beginning. Yeah, especially in the beginning, it's oddly paced and timed, and the the, yeah. the feel and the vibe is. And I don't know which parts were made up because some of it, you know, obviously they didn't start singing in the middle of scenes. But like, am I to believe the the parts where they're not singing? Yeah, like that's exactly what that's what happened in his life outside of the singing. Yeah, no, you could believe all of it. I mean, all of it is true. I mean, with the exception of like they didn't start floating in the air in that one scene, but no. like, but that's represented. Well, the, they, they were so drugged up that they were, you know. But I, I, and also the suicide, the attempted suicide scene where he, he almost drowns in the pool or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was different. That, was, that, that never happened. The, the, he actually put his head, from what I understand, I could be wrong. Maybe I got a bad source. But uh, I understood that he put his head in the oven and his friend pulled him out. That's oh, what really happened. I don't, I don't know. And then he... And then he wrote the song Daniel. Someone saved my life tonight. I, that I don't know. I, I, I that's that was what really happened. Don't quote me on that. Though. I mean, maybe, but I mean, you know, sticking your head in the oven versus you know drowning yourself in the pool—it's still an attempted suicide. It doesn't really matter. How Absolutely, it's, it's just—I don't know. It didn't <laughs> grab me as I thought it was going to grab me, only because I feel like. fantastical well but but i said though it, it, i said it was more like it was there was fantasy elements and it was told through fantasy sure 
Sure, but uh, I, I understand. I got it. But I was just. But what about in his, the beginning? His manager, yeah. who is who is like you know who he thought he could rely on and had the relationship with, then he's getting a blowjob from some other dude in, in yeah. as Elton like in Elton's backyard. Like I mean, just the poor. Like you just and again, yeah, it's another moment some stuff. where he tumbles. Absolutely, I, absolutely. He gone know. through a lot of crap. I get it, and it was not easy, and it was a hard life. I get it. But I didn't know any of that before the movie. And I also think they chose a really entertaining and kind of fun way to show all unique. these horrific, horrible things. Like, if you if they would have just shown that movie straightforward, you would have been depressed 45 minutes into it. Maybe. But also, I mean, I liked the actor who played him. But I, didn't, I felt like he wasn't Elton John until the end. Like I felt, I didn't feel like I was watching Elton John. Taron Egerton. You know I thought I mean? he did. A, I thought he did a good job. Like with Ray, even when he was a kid and he was young, I was like, "Oh, this is Ray Charles." But for, for uh, John, I think we lost it again. Hold right. on. Yeah, no, you're back. Go ahead. Okay, I, I just felt like it didn't grab me right in the beginning. I, it. I don't know. Just the, the kids singing right in the beginning kind of took me out of it immediately. See, I'm, and I liked all of that because, like you said, Ray, coming off of all these biopics and they know that Bohemian Rhapsody is coming out around the same time, you just couldn't, you couldn't go through the same formula again. You know? Yeah. But I love that it wasn't start to finish because they're all start to no, finish. No, I, I appreciate the different type of... Uh, the uh, way that, that they wanted to show everything. I get it. And it was very artistic and gutsy in the direction. I mean, the way they shot it was amazing. Um, all the different scene transitions, everything. But I don't know. Just the, the, from the, the first half hour, I was kind of like, I don't even know what I'm watching here. Yeah. Then I kind of got into it. And, you know, it wasn't a bad movie at all. I don't think it was bad. I just thought it was... I don't know. Weird. I was the same way. The the first little, the first few minutes, I was kind of like, "What the hell am I?" But I kind of knew. I had seen that scene where they were all floating away, so I was like, "Okay, I know this is gonna get a little trippy and weird." Uh -huh. um, I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. All right, you know, you brought up Ray. I feel like top biopic performances ever. I'm gonna give you three that I feel like are head and shoulders above the rest. Based on performances only. Because I think Taron Egerton was killer. But you're right. Uh, Jamie Foxx and Ray Charles was like. I yeah, mean, he, was, he was Ray Charles. He was Ray Charles. It was amazing. Rami Malek was Freddie Mercury. We talked about that. He was fantastic. And the third one I'm going to throw in here again, just right off the top of my head, would be Jim Carrey. I know what you're going to say. Oh, okay. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say walk the line. No. Uh, no, I thought Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix was terrible as Johnny Cash. <gasps> really? Not terrible, but I would put him below. I thought Taron Egerton was a better Elton John than Joaquin Phoenix was a Johnny Cash. I disagree with you on that. I just, okay. I just think Ray and, and Rami are head and shoulders above like like Joaquin Phoenix playing Johnny Cash. I don't know, man. Walk the, uh, maybe, but walk the line was... I'd put that in the top. Great movie. Top oh, five. 
I would put it. I would put that high up on the list of biopics. But I feel so like so you're talking Jim Carrey as um, um, what's his face? Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's a that was a, just a killer, killer thing. I think. <laughs> I, I thought I should have said it. you're talking Jim Carrey as the Grinch. I get it. That would have been, <laughs> been the joke right you there. Played him perfectly. The worst um, part about Man on the Moon was Danny DeVito playing George Shapiro. You know what? I never saw Man on the Moon. Are you? F- <laughs> That's one we should have talked about on Saturday. Oh my god! I know. I know. What the hell, man? You never saw Star Wars. Shut up. Man on the Moon is is good. The thing with that movie is, and again, because I could remember seeing the breakfast the the breakfast scene and I, anyway, whatever. Him on Letterman. I had saw something on Andy Kaufman years before, and I like I thought this guy was hysterical and the the wrestling things that he did. It was like right around the time that I was like totally into wrestling, so I was like. Here's this funny guy that was into. I was more into that part of him than the taxi stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I was super excited for the movie to come out. The movie comes out, and then now this is I don't even know what year this all is in the '90s. I think right has to be late '80s. So no, no, no. This was in the no. It, when the movie came out, it was '90 whatever. Oh, when the movie came out. Yeah, yeah, when when the movie came out with Jim Carrey. At the time, so this is like all pre-internet. This or this is like dial-up internet time, where you you know, information wasn't at your fingertips like it is now. But I remember seeing a report on like an Entertainment Tonight or whatever that Jim Carrey was so annoying and was pretending to was doing Andy Kaufman-esque things on on set, and that he was having fights with people, and Milos Forman was arguing with him every day, and he refused to answer to anything but Andy. He was basically being Andy Kaufman off off camera as much as See, he was on camera. You're talking about the documentary that they did as well. So, but that's what I'm talking about. So it leaks out like right around the time that the movie comes out that he had a film crew with him and there was this documentary and literally it came out what, like a year ago? Like I had to wait 20 something years just to see this yeah. this one little tidbit thing that I had heard about, you know, back in the pre-internet days. And it was like seeing that documentary was like it felt like I was holding my breath all these years. You know what I mean? Like I finally got to see this friggin' thing that I had kind of heard. I about. have to see this. Yeah, I have to see this. You know, the thing was with me, I wasn't a huge Andy Kaufman fan, so I really didn't get into I wasn't interested in the in the movie too much. But I love Jim Carrey. I like Andy Kaufman and his crazy antics. Yeah. So I would, I'd be into it. So good. It's one of those movies that you, you would love it. You would be totally satisfied. It's very satisfying going through the whole journey with him and, and I'll what watch it, that. I'm yeah. In. And he was killer in it. Jim Carrey was killer it, in it. Say it again. Uh, if it's on something, if it's on any kind of streaming thing, I'll watch it. Yeah, you know, Google's been a lot better. Like, if you just Google a movie, it will give you a list of where, like, Silence of the Lambs is not on. It's on, like, YouTube. I'd have to, like, buy it on YouTube. Wow. I have to buy it on Amazon, too. Um, let me see, man. On the moon. Let me see yeah, I'd be into watching that. That is... 
It's on Cinemax if you got it. Sure. That's cool. It. Everywhere else, you got to buy it. I can't believe I'm you in. watched Rocket Man. I'm very impressed with you, Frank. I'm very, very impressed. Hey, I knew, you know, we both said that we would watch a movie, and, uh, you know, I keep my promises, buddy. I did give it the old try. I gave it the old college try. I, I was like, I, I did look for both of those movies, and both of them are just not oh, available. Right. But I'll keep them on the list. So if they do come, if they do pop up, I will, I will watch. Watch. You got it. Princess Bride, definitely. How was your Easter? Quiet. Um, right? Except for we, you know, my family and I, we did the old. Let's uh, guy put. A, what was it? Zoom. You know, when you Zoom meeting. You know, so five or six different households were all making a lot of noise on the screen. And it was fun, you know. Everybody had their their food and everything. We were all we were on for like half an hour or so, and it uh, it was nice. You did it during like so. dinner time, like while everybody was eating. It was like early afternoon, o'clock. Nice. Here, here's my thing with that, and I I want to get your input on this because I, I have the same thing. You get on, you got like five different households on the Zoom thing. And everybody's like continuously talking over one another. Don't right. you have the desire to just like take over and be like, okay, uh, let me host this. Let me, I'll ask the questions. I'll, I'll move the conversation around make sure everybody gets to say what they need to say. <laughs> right. Cause all you need is somebody like directing to be like, blah, 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 blah. Isn't that right? Aunt Kathy. And that, you know what I mean? The only problem with that is, I mean, how you can, uh, someone wants to speak. It's, it's very, we need like a virtual talking stick. You know, like someone has it and passes it to the next like person. Like a clean key for the Zoom conversation? <laughs> kind of like a clean key. Why should, someone should come up with that. I hate to be like this person to be like, raise your hand, but it kind of, I mean, just think about it. You could probably get so much more done in these conversations if you're like, we raise the hand and there's one person that's like in charge of like, you know. Yeah, but we're not, those con these conversations aren't to get anything done. It's just to BS with each other. Yeah, I know, but still. I mean, it works for... Like my job, we did a uh, a Zoom meeting last week, and we had literally I don't know forty forty five people on this thing, and everybody was muted, except for the one person that had to talk at a time. Right. That's the you only know, way you're so gonna get it done. It's the only way you're gonna get it done. But with a family thing, there's six seven people, six seven screens. You're not gonna mute someone. If they want to say something, they should be able to chime in. Mm. I just want to host. No, okay. <laughs> I just the 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 hosty part of me, but the efficiency part of me is like this could be done so much better if we just like establish some rules and like, yeah. we probably get everybody's everything out that everybody wanted to say. Yeah, it's but that's the thing. We you wait. You cutting out there? Say say it again. You don't go into this to these things with a list of things to say. It's all ad lib. It's all on the fly. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. So that's that's why it's not going to work with a format like that. You have to let people jump in whenever they want. I might do some prep for for the Zoom meetings. I might do some. Record it. See, let's see how it goes. I write. I write. A, whenever I have any conversation with anybody, I I automatically go in with a couple of things to say. <laughs> You have a list. I always have material prepared because I can't stand awkward pauses. I I live for awkward pauses. No. I love it. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. Should we end on an like awkward this right pause? now? <laughs>
want to end on an awkward, but just and we just fade out. Let's see. There's not really much left to say, right? I mean, you know, I I, I had fruit snacks before. Go to the website anthonyonair.com to get info. I love fruit snacks. I had this. See, I was gonna let it go awkward, but I can't. I had this thought before because I'm so fat right now. I'm eating so much. I was like, I'm snacking on cookies and potato chips, and I feel disgusting because I'm just eating garbage. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I got to eat a little bit better. I was like, so I feel. I was like, maybe fruit snacks. Maybe if I have some fruit snacks, it'll change up. <laughs> the, the word fruit is right in there. That's somewhat healthy, right? I mean, <laughs> I legit had that thought. Like maybe if I incorporate some fruit. It's snacks, an excellent maybe. source of vitamin C. Says these things. Yeah. Fruit emojis. Nice. Fruit emojis. So, uh, again, your assignment, find one of these movies. Pay the $14, then you'll own the movie and you'll love it. You'll be glad you did. No, I'll hate it. If I have to pay for it, I know I'll, I'll be annoyed. Are you going to go in with a, with a, a yeah. face like, uh, what am I doing with that? It'll add too much All extra right. to it. But, but I promise you that, like, I, by the way, like, I think that this is just as good. That I will keep these on my list. Like these will be the ones, and as soon as they become available to watch, I will I'll go right in and watch right. and watch one. You should have you should have named one of the newer Star Wars ones. That should have been the move. You can't because you have to see them in the right order. Well, you know what? You're not gonna I, know what's going on. I actually might legitimately do that because I have Disney Plus, and we're coming to the end of, um. We're coming to the end of all the Marvel stuff. Like we're okay. We're at the point where we just started Guardians of the Galaxy, you know. And oh, those are good. Yeah, those are good, and they're kind of silent. Like if there's like green people talking, like the kids will kind of like they'll stick with it. And and Star Wars has all that stuff too. So we might we might lean into Star Wars next. Your kids will like Episode One with Jar Jar. Yeah, you'll hate it. Yeah. I enjoyed Jar Jar because of how much he annoyed all the hardcore Star Wars people, though. I remember you know, time. I had no problem with Jar The only issue I had with Jar Jar was how much screen time he got as a secondary character. He was, like, one of the main characters, and it was like, just give it to the Jedi. We don't really mm. need to have Jar Jar as the focus here. You know, we're running out of time, unfortunately, um, and I didn't get to ask you about the uh, why the Penguin. Oh, 